way cash crisis works. Talking about Venezuela once again. Banks. They removed the one that they told them they weren't involved monetary Anyway, welcome to RCD Midday News Update. Wanted to share with you some headlines that caught my attention. And, uh, of course, it has something to do with CBDC. And, of course, gold is at the center point of all this. On top of all the other nations deciding to rethink the dollar and uh, using it for an international trade and things of that nature. The debt ceiling is continuing to go on. We're going to hear more about that. And the more we draw closer to that June time frame of June 1st, where there's allegedly no cash, uh, or not enough cash to make dual obligations, it's going to cause more of a ripple effect because confidence internationally is weaning right now. And it doesn't help at the fact that nations are already deciding to de-dollarize themselves and you look for alternatives to um, you know, doing trade. But this debt ceiling definitely doesn't help. So we're going to share. I have maybe 10, 12 headlines. I won't be able to get through all of it in detail, but I just want to present it to you, let you guys chew on it. And then you guys can run with it if you like to dive deeper into it. But uh, anyway, hope everyone's doing well for this happy Tuesday. Wanted to connect and uh, share with you just some things that caught my attention, man. And uh, definitely, if you haven't, if you're new to the community, hit that thumbs up button, share your two cents in the chat. And uh, schedule-wise, tweaking some things on the back end here. So I'm um, doing the best I can to try to connect and to get information out there. And a lot of the things that uh, I talk about is, is we're in the midst of it. I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. And everything I've talked about is pretty much coming to the surface. So it's nothing really new other than just to seeing some different scenarios and different tweaks being made in the system as things unravel. But anyway, uh, let me just move right along here, man. Won't, don't want to be too long. Don't want to bore you. want to keep you in, engaged and entertained and edutained and everything in between. But if you have it, as I mentioned, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. Hopefully that helps the algos and more people plug in. And then also, if you haven't connect with RTD on all the social media platforms, uh, links are in the description as well. So Feel free to do that. And so let me just jump right in, man, uh, to the headlines. I want to jump right in and let me move some things around on my side here. So screen doesn't look so cluttered. OK, so let me get rid of some things. And uh, I like these little impromptu off the cuff news stories where I'm able to just share some thoughts and keep it moving throughout the day. Anyway, let's just jump right in, man. So looking at the markets right now, uh, gold prices, silver prices taking a little bit of a downward trend. But then again, you know, I, I kind of get excited just because it lessens the amount of fiat I need to spend when I go get my weight up. And so definitely this is something that definitely there are some people behind the scenes trying to make it appear as if gold and silver have no uh, value to people right now beyond central banks getting their gold up and uh, Zimbabwe getting their gold up and you name it. So just uh, interesting activity in the markets for whoever cares about price activity. So keeping them moving, they have a lot of things they have to cover up. And so uh, here we are now. This is something I'm going to show more often, just a transition from the physical gold and silver to the receipts, to nothing but receipts, to digits on a screen, to what they want to roll out eventually, which is solely digits, but programmable digits in real time that are that's able to track trace and monitor everything we do in, in in this world so this progression from physical into computer screens solely has been underway for quite some time now so it's nothing new and why is this because this com complete ex monetary experiment is coming to an end and at the very bottom of this we know what holds all this up gold and silver and of course because the banks the contagion the debt contagion is still in effect. Of course, there's more happening behind the scenes than we're allowed to know from the mainstream media. So once again, the systemic risk out here because of debts, 
sovereign debt, fiat currencies is it's not going away. And then, of course, at the end of the day, as citizens in this country here, as well as international community, the purchasing power of this Federal Reserve fiat note system is coming to a shift. And as I always said, Biden will be the last president under this current financial structure. And between the Fed wire and the Fed now, and at some point after all this stuff unravels, the CBDC is going to be put out there. He will be the last president under this current Federal Reserve structure. And then we'll see what else comes next. So just to give you a little foundation as to where we're heading and why stories like this to me are intriguing. So it says Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe defies IMF's warning sells 39 million worth of gold backed digital tokens. And so some people may say, hey, you know, I don't like gold back. The idea of gold back is not something that that reinstates full confidence. True. And once again, I do think that this is I'm questioning this. I don't think this is something that's going to stick, but it's entertaining to see it unfold because Zimbabwe is the only country that's going against the grain in reference to how they're trying to roll out a digital version of something. Every other country is just talking about a CBDC, which is just a programmable factor of ones and zeros on a screen that's on the ledger of this of their central bank that allows them to see and track and trace everything in real time. And then, of course, from that, they're going to try to link your social credit score, your digital ID, your travel passport, all that other stuff that comes with that if it's solely computer. But the fact that the, the reserve bank, central bank of Zimbabwe is going against the grain and they're actually linking the ones and zeros to something that can be redeemed in the form of real metals. That's interesting because no other country other than Zimbabwe at this current moment, there's a couple other t- countries talking about it. But Zimbabwe is the only country that's actually putting the their foot to the metal or the metal to the foot or metal into the people's hands. However, it might want to say that. But this is a very interesting story just because I hope it lasts. But then again, as I read through some of these stories here, it, it, we have a long way to go. And in particular, it's about a 180-day window of being able to redeem those digital tokens for physical, which is something I, I'm like, uh, I'm kind of cautious of that because they can see an influx of currency, which they are right now. And then they got six weeks, six months rather, before they can actually exchange those things for physical. But then again, it sounds good, but we'll have to wait and see. But I'm not a, I'm not a proponent for gold backed anything because I'd rather have the real thing. But having something back where you can go get it physical is better than being able to get nothing other than just a broken promise of the pay. So let me just thumb through this real quick. I'm going to try to be as quick as I can and just share my two cents on things. But as it says here, uh, Reserve Bank has damned any potential consequences by selling 14 billion Zimbabwe dollars worth of gold back digital tokens. OK, sure. It says, despite earlier warning, it received from the IMF not to go ahead with this plan. Since at the time, the international body cautioned about potential risk of the plan, suggesting that Zimbabwe would be better off liberalizing its foreign exchange market, basically just opening wide open and basically letting them be the backstop with their dollar loans the way that they have been doing forever. And so keep it moving. Uh, it says here, recall Zimbabwe first introduced the crypto tokens last month, noting that they are backed by 139.7 kilograms of gold. Keep it moving. Zimbabwe is currently planning another sale round for the digital tokens coming up soon. And then I'll move to the next article, which gives more information right here. Oops. Let me go back. What happened? Okay. Let me get this straight. Forgive me. This is what happened on the fly. We do things on the fly, but it's hard to read here, but it is very, it's loaded with information. And so here we have 
the Zimbabwean governor, Dr. John, I'm, I'm not going to butcher his last name, Dr. John, let's keep it at that, said yesterday about the whole transactions. And they're, for the most part, oversubscribed with the amount of interest that institutions within a country have expressed to join this program just because not only has the dollar shortage caused problems for every country around the world, but it's sped up the need for alternatives, which at this current moment, the best alternative that's being presented happens to be associated with gold. I'll take it rather than solely saying we need to just consider using technology and CBDCs and stuff like that. But Dr. John, uh, he basically said that there's uh, the banks receive uh, participating banks receive 135 applications with 132 of the bids coming in the local currency, the Zimbabwe dollar. While only three of the institutions were trying to use USD, which is interesting. People are trying to get rid of those broken promises of Zimbabwe dollars and put them into something physical, tangible in the form of gold. Keep it moving here. So things are being done in phases. And so phase one, in my opinion, happened last summer when we talked about the Zimbabwe central bank putting physical gold into people's hands. The one ounce coins was the first one. And then from there, they began uh, coming up with different denominations. And so apparently the smallest denomination you can get in Zimbabwe equates about 200 or so US dollars, which is the most affordable for the people in Zimbabwe. And so keep it here. So the next phase is the digital tokens, which is what they're rolling out now. And some of the things that caught my attention about that is that um, they're, Talking about, it says here, the issuance of the gold back digital token is meant to expand the value preserving instruments available in the economy and enhance the visibility of the investments instruments and widen their access and usage by the public. So to expand the value preserving instruments, value preserving instruments. And one thing that is not value preserving is the fiat. And Zimbabweans have had enough experience with that in real time. So I would imagine this could be very enticing for a lot of people when your central bank talk about preserving value. That's something that central bankers don't talk about. So we'll see. And it says here, depreciation of the low currency due to excessive demand for the greenback as a store of value has largely been the blame for driving resurgent prices and exchange rate volatility. Okay. And so here we get into some details about the actual digital token. It says the minimum vesting period for the token is 180 days and the digital token will be held in their their e-gold wallet or e-gold card. So at some point, the central bank will come out with a digital app, e-gold wallet, Zimbabwe, gold, redeemable, whatever, that the people will be able to download and have with the claim of being able to get that physical gold. It's a claim right now until they get this running. And that's why I'm saying between now and the next couple of months, we'll see if this gets off the ground. But as of now, it's entertaining. And so here it says they are trading via peer-to-peer, person-to-person, or person-to-business transacting uh, settlements. It says holders of the physical gold coins at their discretion can exchange or convert through the banking system their gold coins into gold back digital coins. So you can take your gold coins, the ones you already purchased, take them to your bank. You'll get it credited in your app so that you can use it as far as being able to transact in real time. So this is the equivalent of... Some of the programs we have in the developed world, such as like Kinesis, I think uh, Gold Money. I'm not sure they're still doing it, but there's other programs that load for silver. So you can just basically put your metals on in the vault somewhere and get credited to your digital app. You can be able to swipe and use it in real time if you choose to. I don't think this is a great idea for people to use. But then again, their situation is unique there. 
And so it says the bank also advised that the pricing of the gold backed token in foreign exchange can shall remain the same as the pricing model of physical gold coins while it's paying for the whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, so here you have it. 180 days to be able to redeem your physical gold if you choose to. So to me, that is something that it goes against the current grain of CBDCs backed by nothing for central banks as a way of trying to make everything more inclusive and give people access to banking and all that stuff that IMF, World Bank, all those people trying to sell the world. So this here, here is entertaining because it's it goes against the grain. Wish them the best. Hope it works out for them. But once again, you know, when you're the only country and not a small and a small country at that, I would imagine between now and then that something may end up happening. They might have a, a central bank, you know, ship leadership change or God forbid something breaks out in Zimbabwe and, you know, that that scraps their plans. But entertaining, to say the least. I encourage you guys to check in to that. I'll definitely stay on top of that. OK, keep it moving. Anyway, for those who are plugged in, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel, if you don't mind. Definitely help me get more people involved. And uh, let me get out of here. I'm not sure what that is about. But CBDCs are not done. The Turkish Central Bank completes the first pilot phase of the digital lira. The, the, the current lira, the paper lira, and the current digital lira through the commercial banks lira is failing right now. No one wants it. Even uh, their own citizens don't want it because there's nothing associated with it other than a broken promise. So the fact that they're talking about creating a digital lira or rebranding the currency to a solely digital form that will be on the bank or be in the servers of the central banks uh, in Lira in, in, in Turkey is not, not a smart idea. And I hope it fails. But it says the CBRT has successfully executed its first payment transactions using a digital Lira and will continue to run a closed set of tests in the first quarter of 2023. So once again, if people don't trust the current paper or current digits, what make them think they're going to trust is new digital lira and it's not associated with anything and it's bound to fail. Ugh. But it is what it is. Okay, Japan's central bank scraps CBDC plans due to lack of interest from the public. The Bank of Japan said it needs to explore the idea of a digital yuan further before it is given a green light as people have been as people have better options already. That's a different people have better options. No doubt. You have the physical side of metals and then you have the alternative forms of digital assets in the form of Monero, Bitcoin, Litecoin, things of that nature, which puts which gives you access to value in real time. But then for the ones that are trackable and traceable as well, there's more information out of the EU as to how they're about to track down. and You won't be able to do anything unless the people you're the exchanges you work with submit your 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 information in real time so it's like okay how free are you really if everything that you've bought and purchased is verifiable on the blockchain in real time and they can see it it's like having an open bank account how many people here like an open bank account raise your hand anybody nobody okay me either keeping it moving but this is uh what's happening in the news and it says more americans see gold as an investment and here's why <laughs> so it just goes through some of the current issues the world's we're facing lack of confidence in banks the sell-off you know in the real estate industry in certain areas yada 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 but from this article there, there's a gallup poll that expressed and showed that those who were surveyed those that were surveyed what they would prefer to be involved in it says real estate's lead as best investment shrinks but gold rises. So more people are realizing that 
owning property may not be the most lucrative opportunity in the future just because it's all subject to the continuation of the monetary base and when interest rates are low more people are incentivized to borrow therefore boosting the housing prices up but as we're witnessing a tightening phase certain areas are not doing as good as others and so there's a greater risk of that property value coming down substantially rather than in metals where as i always say gold and silver would be it's like a sponge they're going they're going to absorb all the liquidity out there that's racing for safety and more people will probably put it in something that uh, they could probably sell easier at the end of the day. But real quick here, I'll share this graph with you and then let you guys do what you have to do with this. And so let me make sure you guys can see it on my side here. Let me move myself out the way. Put myself over here. Or oh, actually, I'll shrink myself and put myself back over here. OK, so just so you guys can see this real quick here. Um, it says here, Americans' perceptions of best long-term investments says, which of the following do you think is the best long-term investment? Bonds, real estate, savings accounts, CDs, stocks, or mutual funds, or gold. So just the fact that within the last couple of months, the mainstream media is even talking about gold, putting gold in the forefront. It's different. It's different. And so here says real estate is in the, in the green and it's of course it was always the highest throughout the years and it peaked in 2022 last year with 45 percent of those surveyed out of i'm not sure how many people total but i imagine it's probably a thousand or more which is not broad enough but then again it's, it's a good start and so confidence in real estate for long-term investment seems to be turning down at 34 percent while we have gold which has always been relatively in the middle it is trending up. So since last year, 15% thought gold was a better long-term investment. And as of right now, 26. So what we're witnessing here between 34 and 26, within probably by the end of the summer will be my guess. We're going to see a flippany, <laughs> the great flippany, real estate and gold flippany, where more people will probably want to hold gold and probably sell some of that real estate to go buy gold and probably some other things. But the real estate gold flipping will be something that it will it will not be. You cannot avoid that. You will not be you would. The mainstream media will not be able to avoid that, I'm sure, just because that flipping will result in gold going past well past 1991 as of today or that 2000 ballpark figure that has been that way for the last couple of months. So it will show up in price hands down on both ends. Keep it moving. OK, let's keep it going. What else we got here? Couple more stories here, then I'll let you guys go. And here, in some crypto news, here it says U.S. Department of Justice Crypto Enforcement Director promises a crackdown on illicit behavior on exchanges. It says Yuen Young Chow. Yuen Young Chow said the Department of Justice is targeting crypto exchanges that allow criminal actors. What are what's criminal actors? Who all qualifies for that? Is there anybody who would prefer to remove their or redeem their fiat and get something that they can control in, in their own possession and become their own central bank? Could that person be considered a criminal actor? Probably so. It says here that that crackdown on exchanges that would allow criminal actors to easily profit from other from their crimes and cash out. Once again, everything is done to protect, supposedly protect the consumers, the users. But I don't I don't trust these people one bit. So, of course, it's just a way to get into the door to say, hey, we're going to start better regulating. But then again, in the crypto community, everybody's been 
begging and pleading for clarity. And this is the clarity that's going to come. And as I mentioned, the EU situation is it's a lot worse. So just something to keep an eye on here, because at the end of the day, during a great reset, they don't want back doors out and digital assets was initially sold to the public as the best alternative on the exit on the way out because they don't want to talk about gold and silver primarily because that's going backwards and they don't want people to get physical. And so now on the way out, they're going to make sure that they got your passport number and your address and everything else in between, or you probably won't be able to get out of these, get out of these, uh, get out of these exchanges. So, but anyway, that's just uh, how things go. Keep it moving. Uh, let's get into some international news. And this is, this is interesting. This is an interesting story here. Cause I'm wondering like, even still who in their right mind would want to hold pesos, but it says here, <laughs> could you imagine Argentina central bank to hike benchmark interest rate 600 basis points to 97%. Could you imagine like the fed right now is about five and a quarter percent and it's causing banks to unravel. Mind you, we have the reserve currency, but then again, the Argentine peso, small country, not many people really need them or want them. And actually, let me see. I got some pesos. I usually keep some pesos on the counter, but I don't have any. I got some Chilean pesos and some Mexican pesos. But anyway, so 97%. So the goal is to try to spur investments from foreigners saying, you know, we have the highest interest rates. You can come here. We'll pay you 60% on a loan. 60%. Like bank accounts down there are averaging 50 to 60%. Could you imagine get paid 50 per 60% interest on your savings? But then again, it's in a worthless currency. So imagine getting compounding interest on something that's already worth zero to the rest of the world. It's not a good trade off, but this is what happens when monetary positive schemes come to an end. The numbers grow large. Next one here. This is this is this is whew, this is a hell of a story here. Let me tell you about this. So let me. Um, it says at the end, there's four hundred four thousand one hundred twenty seven U.S. banks that held seven point seven trillion in uninsured deposits. J.P. Morgan, Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Citibank account for forty three percent of that total. So we've been talking about regional banks. Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic Bank. But yet the big problem, the biggest problem is with the big boys. So as you guys can see right here, the red dots are the regional banks that has made, has caught the headlines. Over here to the right, we got Signature Bank. Over in the middle, we got Silicon Valley Bank. And then over to the far left on the screen is First Republic. And so the biggest problem is in these first four. Just four banks in the U.S. hold 40% of the assets. So can you see the fact that they're, they're deliberately allowing all these smaller fries to crumble because people are removing their deposits and they're forcing them to the left, right into the hands of the big boys? And so why is that? And my suspicion is that they want the big boys to consume and to maintain and be the steward of an overwhelming majority of all U.S. deposits and international if possible. So if you put 7.7 or so or how many ever trillion fiat notes into the hands of four banks, it'll make it easier that when things go bad, confidence is shattered, the government can step in 
and then take those 7.7 or how many ever USD that's in the deposits and and accounts of those big four, they could literally say, this is how we're going to swap them out. We're going to just switch ledgers. I'll swap you. I'll swap you our servers for your servers, figuratively speaking. So those are all digital representations of Federal Reserve notes that's on the commercial bank side. They can easily somehow, some way, roll it in through the Fed wire. And the no, Fed wire is international. Fed now, domestic program, which is coming up in July. And on the other side of that, spit out a Fed USD, something that's patriotic in nature, something not too disruptive, but just swapping servers. So that 7.7 could be interconnected with the Federal Reserve to where they can say, we can guarantee it all. We can back it up. You'll be cold. You'll be made whole because, you know, it's we've never failed. Yada, 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 yada. And that's how you consolidate banking while also changing the current monetary structure and giving people, making people whole, so to say, but then making them whole in a different form of currency. And it's all about just, just the servers. I saw it's just on a different server. I said ones and zeros on a different server. But then again, in this system that they're trying to roll out, the CBDC side of things, like on the screen, they can just type in your social security number or type in your digital ID number, whatever it might be. Because I think it's going to be a social security number link to your, to your biometrics, which will also be then be connected to your accounts and connected to your insurances, your house insurance, car insurance, all stuff like that, all connected. Then they can just type in your, your digits, you know, whatever your numbers are, boom, your entire financial history come up. And they can see, okay, let me click here and go to, let me click here and go to yesterday's, yesterday's activity. Um, what, what, what did they, what did they, what did they spend on? Where did they go? Where did they shop at? They can just see categorically speaking. Oh, he had, you know, bought, you know, two sandwiches from the gas station, got filled up on his gas tank. He went, he went to the, he went to the gold store, silver store. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Cause if he does it again, we're going to have to flag him. You know, he's, he's trying to get out the system. We can't have that. You see what I'm saying? Hypothetically speaking, but this is how crazy stuff can transpire all behind the scenes on somebody else's ledger. We know nothing about it. So anyway, got a little carried away with that one, but just uh, let you know what could be. So something worthwhile to keep an eye on. Okay. So I don't want to keep you guys long. Uh, I know a lot of you guys probably bored. Don't want to bore you, but just this this is what's happening in the news. Here's another story. Uh, It says Biden Biden, this is Biden country we live in. It says no rent being paid on on 20 percent of U.S. office space as office property values fall. So if you don't pay rent. The value comes down because it's just basically non-performing real estate. And then again, somebody's asset is somebody else's liability. So somebody's taking haircuts and it happens to be the regional banks. (laughs) The same people we just talked about. Not only are people pulling accounts, sending them to the big boys, but also they're the ones holding the bag on all these bad loans. Real quick here. It says, uh, uh, let me get here. It, said, da, 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 it says, no rent being paid on one-fifth of all U.S. office space. So as you guys see this little visual aid here. And so we're at all-time high in comparison of the last, you know, 18 years or so of the commercial real estate. And I actually looked into this a little bit more. Because there's a, I'm going to talk about it in a second, but so as you guys can see here, we're at an all-time high of non-performing commercial real estate property as far as vacancies in major metropolitan areas, and it's only going to go higher. So you see an upward trajectory here. Small banks hold 70% of commercial real estate loans. So the local boys are the ones taking the hit. And this is intentional somehow, some way. Keep it moving. But then again, 
this is also somebody's asset because they always manage to package up and turn it into a financial product to sell to the public. And so it's this, that things are so bad, in fact, that 26 Empire State Buildings could fit into New York's empty office spaces as occupancy in the city is hovering around 50% of pre-pandemic levels as the Fed momentarily pauses rate hikes, office va office vacancy rate just hit an all-time high, another Biden first, and the NCREIF Office Property Index. So the NCREIF, I did some research on it yesterday. As of right now, it's a, it's a package of about nine or seven thousand or so properties commercial real estate property school like office buildings mall you can package it all up and it's a product so people can actually invest in this index fund and it's falling and as of right now i looked at the numbers is 900 900 plus 900 plus billion dollars so it's close to one trillion dollars just in this fund and it's trending down so here we got just another graph here there's just you know visuals Tell wonders, but the yellow line is is the is the NCI NCRIIF property index. It's tanking, while the Fed's balance sheet, which is in the green, is also trending upward. And then we have in the uh, white office retail real estate vacancy uh, whatever years model, whatever is also hitting up. So yeah, can't get my tongue. So anyway, all time highs of these visual aids here while some are coming down and the ones that are coming down happen to be the products that were sold to the public that I'm sure at some point people have already tried or attempting to get out of these indexes just because once again, it's these funds, they sold you on a bag of goods at a time when there was 0% interest rates where everything looked good, but that's not the same. So, okay, keep it moving back to the debt here in the U S world leaders warily watch us debt limit standoff so a couple quotes here from some meetings this past week in japan it talks about just you know some of the german chancellor uk chancellors it says it's a very serious threat to the global economy uk chancellor of exchange jeremy hunt said in nagata he said it would be absolutely devastating in america if america which is one of the biggest motors of the global economy was to have its gdp knocked off track by failure to reach an agreement and then it talks about here, the world is closely watching the talks with the Treasury officials in Japan last week, briefing allies about the status of the negotiation. So amongst talking about, you know, the global takeover of CBDCs and what we're going to do is it's like, OK, y'all going to work this out. Like something seems different about this one. Like you guys going to get this together. I know you typically, you know, it's all cat and mouse games, but come on now. We we're starting to get concerned over here. So that's interesting. Indonesian finance minister, Sri Subhada, whatever who attended the G7 meeting said that uncertainty every few years around whether Congress will raise the debt limit is starting to undermine faith in the U.S. around and around the world. And so undermining faith in the U.S., that is something that uh, we will hear more about, i.e. de-dollarization. And then the last one here, Bolivian leader open to using the yuan for trade, touting the trend. So, He's not the only person out here talking about the yuan. It's a bag of worthless nothing. But if people are willing to accept it and use it, clearly it's a part of a strategy and it's going to pick up trend. And at some point, I would assume people are maybe entertaining the idea of wanting to trade in the yuan because on the back end of that yuan, they probably know that, hey, you know, you know, if there's if there's any doubt or confidence that is not stable, you know, quietly kept, we got the biggest 
gold reserves in our vaults. We can just let you, we can, we'll let you see it, get a sneak peek of that. So if it comes, push come to shove, you can take these yuans through the Shanghai Gold Exchange. You can, you can, you, you can get physical metals at some point, or you can get oil. And so if you are able to redeem them things at some point in the future for gold or oil through the mechanisms they're setting up or have set up, uh, in reference, you can't redeem nothing with a fiat note, with a Federal Reserve note. You can't get no gold no more. <laughs> and we ain't got no oil. So it's like, I'll probably take the yuan as a gamble as well. Anyway, go. Because if it's not backed by nothing, then, you know, it, what is it good for? Okay, people. That's all she wrote. Uh, longer than normal, but I wanted to get in and share my two cents. Lots of headlines, lots of things unfolding. Uh, curious to get your thoughts. If you're watching the replay, leave a comment down below. I'll try to take some of this and we can talk about this later, but just want to check in, share some thoughts. And this is just what's happening in the news, man. Hope you guys are edutained, but nevertheless, continue to get your weight up, get your prayer game up and just, of course, enjoy life, man. It's Tuesday. Smile. God is good. His kingdom will reign now and forevermore. That's the good news. All right, my people, be blessed, be safe. I'll see you guys later. Shalom. China's hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a five-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4Patriots.com. Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4Patriots.com and save 10% on your first purchase.